the uh, the gases coming out, so things like water, steam, uh, also carbon dioxide, which is what I was studying, and uh, sulfur dioxide, different gases that are spewing out uh, all the time sometimes. Um, just the process itself, like, aren't drones susceptible to intense heat and all these sorts of things, too? I mean, are these specialized drones? Uh, yeah, they, they are actually subject to um, a lot of those those hazards, like the um, acid from the different gases can start to corrode um, instruments. So sometimes when, when we don't have drones, for example, we just leave instruments sitting in the craters to constantly measure the gases, and they can... Um, corrode over time and there can be issues yeah. you know when an eruption occurs there can be ash on the solar panels that we're charging them so with the drone we, we have another problem too is that when we're flying into um, these plumes sometimes they're really hot and they're convecting and swirling around and you have to be careful that you don't lose your your drone because of all that fluctuation when you're trying to get a sample the work you were doing you mentioned working on carbon it's amazing to me when reading your piece as to what you're looking at and what you're studying and what can tell what you can tell from the different isotopes within the elements that you're just explain to us what your work is yeah yeah so um i study volcanic gases and in particular i'm interested in carbon dioxide because um, rather than just being something we know of in the air and, and um, in fossil fuel burning, it's also coming out of volcanoes. And um, it has this isotope of carbon uh, that can change over time, which tells us things about the volcano, whether there's a different magma supply or whether there's something going on as that carbon from the magma is dissolving out and becoming uh, on its way to the surface. If something's happening that can indicate to us that there's a change happening. Something's different at the volcano deep down, and we can actually look at that by studying these carbon isotopes at the surface. So the whole reason why we're using our drones is to get down there, get those gas samples, and then isolate the carbon dioxide and the specifically isotopes of carbon from those samples and look at it uh, over time and figure out if there's changes, if yeah. there's a pattern, and what that means for future eruptions. And ultimately, hopefully, the goal here is to be able to predict a major eruption, right? Yeah, to forecast. Amazing. We can't really always predict. We can't really, with accuracy, sure. always know, but we can forecast. We can do our best to, you know, constrain when there may be something happening, what we need to do to prepare for that. As a volcanologist, are there volcanoes right now that are posing a, an imminent threat? I mean, we always hear stories about Yellowstone, and I know they had a pretty active uh, period of time for it. What, but is there something you're watching right now is, oh boy, this could get problematic very soon? Uh, well, as a volcanologist, I, I'm used to, you know, always being around these erupting volcanoes. I know that there's so many going off. And, I mean, sure, it's it's scary when you're there and you're in the locality itself. And it's scary for those communities that are living right around there close by. But in particular, um, it, these are on geologic timescales, these really, really big yeah, eruptions yeah. like Yellowstone. Um, those are hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of years old. Those big, big eruptions we hear about those super volcanoes. So, in particular, right now, I'm not, I'm not too concerned. But well, that's good. Uh, yeah, I'm used to, I'm used to these uh, eruptions going on around me. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, what a world to live in. Fiona, thank you so much. Fascinating slice of life. I appreciate your time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.